One, two, three, four. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah to the Hello, dear listener. Thanks for tuning in to Notes on Spiritual Warfare. In the last episode, we discussed a dream that my son had, which detailed how many children are being led into deception by church trusted church leaders. Also, we discussed different symbolisms in a dream, like a cell phone, a dark winding hallway, as well as um, what it means when you see water in a dream. In this episode, I'd like to discuss something with you that I feel is very dear and close to the heart of the Lord in this hour, especially. But before I do that, I'd like to share a story with you. So, um, several years back, about four years ago, I was living in a place that I had been living in for about three years. I was close to three years, maybe three months short in my third year. Um, I had three months left in my third year, so going into my fourth year living in this, in this apartment. And um, when this particular time, I woke up one morning to discover that the attic access, because the apartments I lived in were kind of, they were had been built, um, they were kind of older. And so they still had an attic access in them. And the attic access was in my children's room. So I woke up one morning to go and get them ready. And um, saw, realized that the attic access, the panel that covers the little hole that you stick your body up into, had been removed. It had been moved. And so immediately, all these different things that I had heard since I had been standing there came back to my mind. And everything in that very moment had made sense. Because throughout my time living there, I had often heard footsteps over my head and I had complained to the maintenance and told them like, hey, I'm hearing footsteps, you know, over my head. Has anybody else been complaining about this? And they kind of brushed it off, said it was possums. You know, they had been having an issue with that in some of the, uh, with some of the apartments. And so um, I will always hear these footsteps and it will only always be in the middle of the night. And it was several nights out of the week. Um, I believe I had been living there for about two years before one day because um, while I was there, I ended up losing my vehicle to a bad mechanic. And so I lived for the last two years that I lived there. I had no vehicle. And so, you know, one day as I was getting dropped off, um, I think it was like a lift, a lift ride or something like that. The woman who was dropping me off pulled up and she said, oh, my goodness, you live here. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, yeah, my son used to live down there you know because on the I lived on the end of a row of about 10 to 12 townhomes and that were all connected and she's like um yeah my son he used to live down there and you know he lived there for a little while but he had to move because um someone kept breaking into his apartment while he was away and I was so intrigued. I'm like, wow, really? You know, she's like, yeah, somebody kept breaking into his apartment and come to find out he when he was going to the office to complain, but they, they never believed him. Well, come to find out the people who had lived there before, I guess the girl's baby daddy still had a key to the place because the apartment complex never changed the locks. And so this, this guy who lived there before kept coming into the apartment every time the guy was gone. And even when the guy would buy things to replace what had been stolen, he, um, 
he would still he would uh come and take those things too and so i just thought that was so interesting hadn't heard anything like that before later on that year i found out from just uh, overhearing a conversation in the office that there was a woman um i'm thinking she was in the same apartment that the woman was telling me about her son but um she was down on the other the opposite end from me and she was saying they were I guess the woman had been coming into the office and complaining it had been an ongoing thing where she was coming home to things missing out of her apartment um her apartment being damaged you know so holes being put into the wall and she was coming and complaining to the office staff telling them like hey somebody is coming into my apartment when i'm gone and they're causing damage to my apartment and so again the office staff nobody believed her and um that story just always kind of stuck with me and so these are the things that i had heard over the over that time that in that moment i don't know what it was but in that moment hearing the footsteps constantly those two stories about the two people who had things and and the guy the woman who was telling me about her son he had lived there like 10 years before so this wasn't even anything recent um as far as his situation that was happening and then we had the woman who was living there at the same time i was living there that was complaining about people breaking in her room or her apartment while she was away and even i had situations where i would come home um after we had been gone for an extended part of the day and feel as if someone had been in my apartment and the only way i can explain that I, I really can't you know you really have to have been some been in a situation where you just felt like someone's been in here and so that's how i would feel sometimes when i would come back home like someone's been in this apartment but again i couldn't i couldn't understand how they would do it i would even go over to the office like hey did the maintenance come into my apartment while i was away because other than that they, they were the only ones who had a key and they would be like, well, did you put in a work order? Okay, then no, no, no one's been over there. And so, um, long story short, I went over there and um, I was explaining to them like, hey, I know that someone's been up there. I, you know, telling them, hey, I've been telling y'all about the people that's been, I've been hearing footsteps up above me. And I really need y'all to come over here and, and secure this attic access because me and my children are not going to stay here overnight with, with it not being secure. Because I know someone's been trying to come into our apartment. And even earlier that morning, <clears throat> I had heard the footsteps. And I remember being woken up like, um... You know, if you're an intercessor, you know that sometimes that in certain times of the night, the Lord will wake you up. You know, he'll wake you up and whatever burden may be on his heart to share for you to pray. He'll he'll give he'll share that burden with you and you just be in prayer. But this was different. I felt alert. Like I felt alertness in my spirit. And so then I heard the footsteps, but <clears throat> again, I had always been hearing them since I lived there. So I wasn't really, I didn't think too much about it. I heard them and then it will stop because that's usually how it will go. I would hear them, but then it will stop. But this particular morning, I it was for an extended amount of time because I was alert. I felt like maybe I should get up and just see. So I got up make, to make sure that the steps weren't coming from like downstairs or anything like that. And I walked into where I could, I was following them through the house. So I followed them out of my room into the hallway into my kid's room where the attic access was, but it stopped. And so I just said a quick prayer because anytime I get up in the middle of the night, 
I would just pray over my kids. You know, if I felt led to get up and go look, look, check in on them, I pray over them. But, you know, I heard the footsteps stop. I came back into my room and eventually I fell asleep for a short time before I got back up in the morning. And so I was telling them all this and they refused. They were so dismissive of me. I will never forget that. How I'm sitting here telling these people, these people have known me for three years. They know my character. Um, I never came to complain about anything crazy like that before. Um, I hardly ever complain, really. You know, I mean, anytime I would be over there would be mostly regarding um, there was an issue with the parking spots. And then, you know, issues with maintenance that I was always having. Like where I lived, the apartment was always flooding. And so, um, it, just all those things, sharing them with them, they just dismissed me. So it took for me to call the police to file a police report to and while when the police officer came, he got up and because I asked him, I'm like, I'm so afraid. You know what I mean? I'm scared to get up there and look myself. Do you mind getting up there and looking for me? And he got up there and he looked and when he came back down his face, I will never forget his face. His face was so spooked. And when I saw that, I just looked, I'm like, hey, do you mind taking a picture of what it is you see? Because they're telling me they're not going to come over and secure it or the earliest that they'll get somebody to come over is on Monday. Because this was this happened on a Friday and I most certainly wasn't going to go through the weekend like this. And so he took my he took my phone and he took the picture of what he saw. And guys, <clears throat> do you know that in the wall that was separating my apartment from the next apartment, there was a full figure, full size, full body size hole cut into the wall, a full body size hole. And it and all you could see beyond that hole was darkness and I remember so clearly like how his hand was shaking when he when he took that picture like when he gave me the phone back and as he was writing down like the details of the report his hand was shaking after he went up there and saw and so he he believed me you know everything I was saying because the office people they just they were just so dismissive I just can't believe it and when I look back on it now I know it's because they probably already knew. Like, I, I feel very confident that they already knew that that was an issue. There was a breach in the walls like that. You know what I'm saying? And so, I tell you that long story because eventually, after that, while I was staying there for like maybe the last two years of me being there, I was... Um, living I was paying my rent late so I was paying my rent every month after the first but before they filed for eviction and that was just because how my money was coming in and without me having a vehicle I was very very limited in the economic opportunities that were available to me and so I just kind of dealt with it thinking okay it would eventually get better I'll overcome this you know this is just something I got to deal with but I really couldn't afford to do it but I did it every month well this particular month it seemed it was the following week that my rent was due or that I normally would pay my rent mind you after this whole situation because it took for me to call the police file a police report go over and show them the picture of the the hole that was cut into the wall 
and um, really just refusing to leave the office until they they got someone out there that day to fix the issue. And I ended up speaking to my neighbors and finding out that they too would hear strange, like it sounded like someone was walking above them, but they never thought much about it. Even one of the neighbors said they had mentioned it, but they had been told that it was squirrels. So, um, that week I went to pay my rent and they refused my rent. Now them refusing my rent caused me to go into eviction and since 2018 me and my family have been homeless ever since because how evictions work is you know you <laughs> until that one's paid off and until that one has been settled you can't nobody else will rent to you before then so <clears throat> i say all that to say that it's important for you to understand the um, the importance and the ne necessity of standing in the gap for the poor and the needy throughout the scripture both old and new testament the laws that he gave to the israelites uh, when he gave moses the law to his people um, throughout the psalms he talks about standing in the gap and standing up for the poor and the needy even in the book of isaiah he says that because there is no one else around to to offer the help there's no intercessor isaiah chapter 56 and 63 he's going to stand up and he's going to bring the salvation and the delivery for the people who are who are in need. And even in uh, the book of Isaiah, he gives us a specific fast. When God says the fast that's acceptable unto him. See, people tell us about the Daniel fast and eating nuts. And when you need, you know, a breakthrough about your house. And when you want a breakthrough about, you know, something that... Ultimately, the, the things of this world that are going to pass away, they're telling you to fast. But God says when you do that, you're fasting for your vanity. Because when I, when I, the fast that's acceptable to me is the fast that's breaking the yoke that's on the poor and the needy. The fast that breaks um, people from their bondage. This is the fast that's acceptable unto God. And throughout scripture, both Old and New Testament, he, he talks about his heart for the poor. He says, I, I, I fear every day because of the fury of the oppressor. Friends, we are coming into a time which I don't think you guys really realize that we are already at war. They're telling you that World War III is some war with a country off in a far distance on the other side of the world. But I'm here to tell you that World War III has already begun because it's about the governments against their people. And specifically, the dark forces that are working within each government of each state, of each country on each continent no matter who or where you are from against those who are of the kingdom of light and you don't know what a person may be going through because they are standing up for justice they insist on justice and they are standing up for truth but because the, the those who have the power over them understand that they don't have no helper that they are able to come against them in a way that ultimately puts them in a situation just like me without any regard these people had knew me for three years and without any regard to what kind of situation it would put me and my family in without any regards to the fact that you know basically they I had uh you know against them and without just any regard they just they just refused my rent 
so that I could go into eviction because they were upset by the fact that I stood up for my rights and insisted that they take action to protect me and my family. Guys, who knows how that situation could have turned out? Um, even to this day, you know, you never know what someone may be going through and what they may be dealing with um, in 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 the efforts to stand up for what is right and what is true. I'm hearing different things across social media about different um truthers where certain things are happening to them just out of the blue their health is being affected their finances are even are being affected and um i was listening to uh it's a guy named scariest movie ever kj now um that's the name of his channel and he's since been censored on youtube so but i remember back when i first got on youtube you know back when youtube was still a place where you could actually like go and find like alternative sources of truth and he was the, one of those people that were on there and i never really gave his channel too much you know weight because like in the beginning i just remember his channel being a channel talking about like things i didn't think were real like reptilians and aliens and you know, I just really didn't give it much credence. Well, I was listening to one of his recent um, videos and he was talking about, you know, he's been in the place for five years. And because of how the, the, the direction the economy is going in, you know, he's just, he's really not able to support himself now. And the, and the way in which he was earning his money or his money was being given to him has been cut off because these, these, um, these people, <clears throat> these businesses, PayPal, um, things such as PayPal, I can't think of anything else right now. But you know, these truthers, if they don't like the things that you're discussing on your channel, they, they just say, we're, viol we're uh, terminating your account. Now, if that's the way that you get your money every month or the way that people support you, then what are you supposed to do? Um, you know, you're just cutting off a stream of income out of nowhere and then leaving people to figure out how to move forward. And so, again, I'm just saying this, guys, because even when I said that the Lord is um, he will send salvation because that's often what people say. Well, don't worry about it. Just trust God. He will help you. He will send people. But the, the, the word, the scripture says that God is able and in, in uh, what is the second Corinthians nine? He's able to make all grace abound towards you so that you have in every situation that you have need that your needs are sufficiently met. So you're able to put your hands to every good work. But the key word there is God is able. It's not that God is not will not send help. It's not that God will not send uh, answer your prayers. But the, the problem is, is that the very people who who he may be unctioning to help the very people that he may be speaking to. They're not listening to his voice when it comes to the poor and the needy. They're listening to the government who are saying these people just want handouts. They're listening to their own hearts who said these people just don't want to do no work. They just want to get money without any, you know, the things that people say and the, the, the way that people despise the poor, the, that is not the heart of the Lord. And he may be sending his his answer. He may be sending uh, his provision. But if the very people who he is, who is, you know, sending the provision through 
have hearts that are turned against the very people who he has a heart for, then, then what help is there to be had? You understand? Everyone has free will. And if with, every, if with your free will, everyone says, just wait, God will help you without being able to help, you know, reaching out and figuring out how they can help themselves, then how do you think that the person's ever going to get the help that they need? Even in Matthew, the Bible, the scripture tells us when if your neighbor or your brother comes to you in need, you don't and you have it to help him. You don't send him to the away and say, come back tomorrow and I'll give it to you. No, you give it to him now, because as the Bible says, spread your bread amongst seven, even amongst eight, because you never know what evil was out here working, y'all. You never know what evil is out here working. It's not your job to make judgments about what a person is doing and how they may do what they do. If a person is in need, you you know, help them. Whether they come to you or you witness it with your eyes, you see it for yourself. This person is in need because for as many people who out here who like to brag and boast and talk about how would they didn't have no way but they built themselves up and made a way and they remember where they didn't have but <clears throat> they work hard as if there are people who are poor who don't work hard too it's people who go to work every single day and they still and they still fall short in making the money that they need to support just their basic needs they're called the working poor for a reason and I'm telling you that a time is coming, guys, where you're going to recognize just how important it is, how how needful it is for you to build community, for us to build community with one another. Because let me tell you, I fought with God. I fought with God about coming on here and talking to you about this. And there's so much more I can say. But my heart is what I titled this video as. Nobody cares about the poor. Not for real. And so just to prove it to myself, I, I titled this episode this way because I know that most people, when they see this, they're not going to listen to it because they don't care. <laughs> it's not affecting them directly. So they don't care. So I'm of the opinion that sometimes judgment just got to come. It's got to come because that's the only way you're going to recognize where your error is so that righteousness can be established and you, you turn from the wrong way and go the other way. But the Lord has been pushing me and pushing me. I don't I didn't feel comfortable coming on here telling my business. I don't want to feel comfortable telling people I'm homeless. Me and my kids are living out of a hotel, you know, because of just a simple action that someone took against me that I wasn't able to come back from. I didn't feel comfortable getting on here saying that. But more and more lately, the Lord has been pushing me to speak, to speak what it is that I'm going through, to speak. And I'm, I'm having a, a lot of trouble with that just because of things I've been through. You know, you, you are ashamed for being poor. You're ashamed for being um, a person in need. You know what I'm saying? And so... I just I keep it to myself and I keep my head down and I pray for for him to deliver me. And it, it, it saddens me to think that I have to come on here and then put my business out here and embarrass myself. But more and more so I'm I'm seeing something that's working where he's saying you gotta speak it because there's a and tell these people it's coming, y'all. 
Y'all think that just like when I was telling people back in 2018, <laughs> funny enough, um, I was telling, I have a video posted on my website where I'm telling people, all right, you know, these low paying, low wage jobs don't, they don't pay you enough to live, but I hear no uproar, nobody standing in the gap and standing up for the poor and needy regarding that. That most people are earning an income that puts them in poverty. But you, you don't see those statistics. You, nobody talks about that. And these are people with families. So they're struggling to live every day, even though they're going to work every day. And I said, but don't worry, it's coming to you too. Because y'all have to understand that the powers and the dark forces that are at work, that they want this for everybody. Because in their mind, the control over the people means that they have a foothold against God. Do you understand? So what this situation, you're not too far from it, baby. Trust me. Just like out of the blue, they just changed the way that we do commerce. You don't think they can do that again in a way that will put you in your car, sleeping in your car with your kids? You have to understand the importance of standing in a gap and carrying a burden. The Bible says carry one another's burdens. Carrying the burden of your brothers and sisters. Because you never know what evil is working. Even now, I have people who follow me around, y'all. That targeted individual shit is real. I have people who follow follow me around everywhere I go. And at first, I thought I was tripping because I'm like, man, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, who am I? You know what I'm saying? But if, every time I would try to think to myself, you, nobody's following you. You know, just you tripping. You're being paranoid. Something would happen with that would let me know, no, this is real. And I've been praying and praying and asking the Lord because it's certain things that I'm going through and battles that I'm going through in the spirit I haven't dealt with before. And so, you know, who can I talk to? Because, you know, many churches, they don't even acknowledge, you know, how Satan is can attack you in a spirit in that way. So, you know, they nobody in no church that I've ever been to talks about how to engage in spiritual warfare. Nobody. Everything that I would get on here and talk to you about is because I go through it and I've been through it. And it's because of the training and the power of the Holy Spirit that works within me. That I have learned certain lessons and I've learned certain things. But nobody talks about you know what to do when you waking up like what does it mean when you wake up and you got scratches all over your body that you in places that you can't reach and that you knew weren't there the night before you know what i'm saying what does it mean when you're being attacked in your dream by demonic entities and you wake up in the place where they they're attacking you maybe they hit you you still feeling that pain as if it actually happened in the in the land of the living these are things that i've been through and i have experienced and i never could find an answer for them and even now where can i go to say there are people who are following me everywhere i go marking my steps and watching everything that i do and i'm not entirely sure why and when i pray about it i the only thing that keeps coming to me is Psalm 20, 37, 14. And I'm going to read that to you right now. It's the only thing. Every time I pray, it's the only thing that the Lord, he don't say, I don't hear nothing else. 37, 14. 
Psalm 37, 14 says, The wicked have drawn out the sword and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy and to slay such as be of upright conversation. And when I hear when I read that, it made me think like, okay, well, perhaps it's something that I'm saying, you know, because I don't just host this podcast. I have another podcast I host. And perhaps it's something that I'm saying that's getting people in their feelings. I'm not entirely sure what it is or why, but there's something about me that these people feel that they got to watch everything I do and be everywhere that I am, even when it comes to my own vehicle. Like, I don't trust being in my car because I can tell that someone's entering my car while I'm away. So who knows what may be going on in here that really my vehicle is compromised. But there are nights where when I can't afford a hotel, this is where we have to sleep. So, again, you never know what evil is working. And because a person isn't out suffering in a way that makes sense to you, because I'm not standing on a street corner with a sign, you know, saying, let me get a few dollars. That doesn't mean that I'm not a person who is poor and who is needy. Stop waiting for people to come across your path and go to the Lord and ask him, Lord, how can I stand in the gap for the poor and needy? Test me on this word. Because listen, if what I'm saying is not of the heart of God, like I said, I fought with him. I didn't want to come on here and talk about this because I just really don't believe people care. And I just believe that sometimes the judgment got to come because even in the scripture where God says that he's going to bring, um, he's going to be the one to bring the salvation because there's no intercessor or no one interceding, then I, that's judgment you know what i'm saying like he's saying that and at the same time he's gonna bring judgment on the oppressors you know what i mean he's gonna stand up but why why do we have to wait for the lord to bring judgment when we can just do what it is that he's commanded us to do right now so y'all Again, you never you never know what somebody is going through just to come over here and tell y'all the truth, just to give you things that you sit in your car or at work or while you're working out, just casually listening to it. The, the spiritual warfare that a person may be undergoing just because of the things that them coming and speaking the heart of the Lord to you in this hour where darkness is rising and, and the people who are fighting so hard to push truth back and to push back the things of the Lord. The people who are fighting so hard, they know they're fighting hard because number one, they know their time is short. And the and the more the truth is revealed, the more the truth about who they really are is going to be revealed too. And once the, the veil is removed, once he that let it can stops no longer lets once that veil is removed there's not going to be any more doubts questions or wondering about who is false and who is true because these these are people who are working under deception do you understand that that's the only way they're able to operate the way that they do is through deception and it is working overtime in this hour this, the God that fight, the people that follow me around and watch everything I do, even they work under deception. <laughs> I remember, like, just seeing how they move. You know, even with the one, there's one who follows me around on a motorcycle. I don't know if this dude don't, I mean, if he just really don't care that I realize that he followed me or what. But I noticed that there are times where, um, he will switch like in the same day that he's following me. He will switch up his his uh his the bike that he rides. He'll switch up his uh attire that he wears and even the helmet. 
and he'll come and he'll just ride up and down the street or he'll ride back and forth like if i'm at the park he'll just go back and forth up and down the street until you know i guess i don't know if he's just trying to let me know that he's there or he you know but anywhere i go whether i go north whether i go south whether i go east or go west he follows me and i know mm, yeah i'm gonna hold my tongue on that one but he follows me everywhere I go, switch, just switching up his gear and attire. And I'm like, okay, does he think that I really cannot see who he is? <laughs> like, he's got to be joking. Like, I know that this is this guy. You know what I'm saying? Never says anything to me. I guess he started getting hit because at first he would, he would come, he would pull up next to me in traffic and do stuff like that. But now he follows maybe five to ten minutes behind me. And the last couple of days, he been he been he didn't fell back. And I don't know if it's cause gas going up, cause he like okay at three fifty a gallon and three three twenty five and three forty, I could follow her, but at the, she ain't worth that four. She ain't, she ain't worth that four dollars. So I don't know if I, which is kind of insulting to me if I think about it. But you know, just y'all gotta understand that there is darkness is rising. I know I say it all the time. Especially on my other podcasts, but y'all gotta realize it is rising, and and there's is a time coming where we are really gonna need to lean on one another. And if you don't understand how to engage in spiritual warfare and stand in the gap for the poor and the needy and for your brother and your sister in Christ, y'all, I, re- I really it's gonna take the hand of the Lord to come. Because nobody is prepared. I can see that. Y'all not prepared for the things really that are coming. I can't even say really that I am. Because sometimes with the way that the Lord is pushing me. Brittany come out. He's pushing me out of. Because me I'm low key. You know I just try to keep to myself. I've been through a lot. And so I just. I keep myself low key. You know what I mean? I don't bother nobody. So you come bother me. Whatever come come to you after that, that's on you. Because I'm not I'm not going out of my way to bother nobody and I stay out of the way. But he he's been pushing me to just come out, you know, and try to connect with others to speak. That's just what I keep feeling. Just come out and speak. I didn't want to start notes on spiritual warfare, but I felt so moved to do so. And it's because, guys, we're coming in an hour where darkness is 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 going to seem heavier than the light. It's going to seem like that if you don't understand how to stand and, and fight in the spirit. And the and yes, the Lord will send His abundance. Yes, He will send His provision. But as Second Corinthians nine tells us, it comes through the thanks the the sacrifices of thanksgiving from the poor and the needy. Their needs being met, and because you're meeting their needs, they're giving thanks unto the Lord God who sends more increase. That's what it says. Read it for yourself. He sends more because His heart is with the brokenhearted and the contrite, the lowly. And there's no, I'm telling you, the poor and the needy are close to the heart of God because they know how it is to have to lean on him for every aspect, every moment, sometimes meal to meal so that their needs can be met. And the Lord sees the wickedness that's working against the the poor and the needy all the time. Guys. They start with us first so they can move on to you. Do you not understand that? 
They start with the people nobody cares about first, working out their strategies, working out their weapons of uh, warfare against the poor and the needy, and then they move on to you. So, on today, guys, you know, sometimes your heart be so heavy you can't even pray. And I, I usually like to lead out with a prayer, but that's just where I am right now. My heart is very heavy because even at times where I have to sleep in my car, there are other people sleeping in their car, y'all. There's other families out here sleeping in their car. Affordable housing, I've been talking about this. But it's not just about affordable housing. You, you got to stand in the gap. Understand the way that Satan is moving and working amongst those who don't have no, no voice and who don't have no helper. And stand in the gap for them. Because I'm telling you, a, a time is coming where you're going to wish that somebody was there standing in a gap for you. Guys, on that note. Lord willing, I'm going to let y'all go and I'll, I'll talk to you, Lord willing, in the next one.